welcome to Knitter Square. I'm your host Leanne Hunt and I hope you'll pick up your knitting and spend the next little while with me as we share that warm fuzzy feeling that comes when we knit and crochet for charity. Well hello everybody and welcome to episode 16 of the podcast. I'm delighted to be um chatting to you again. This is actually going to be the last episode of this season, season one. And the reason is just because um, we've been going since April and I've always planned to do it in seasons and take a break in between. And it's just seemed that um, as we're coming towards the end of the year, now is a good time. Many people are very busy with um, other commitments. So to try and organize interviews has been a little difficult. But um, besides that, you know, I need a bit of a break and I can get my um, my thoughts in order for the new year and then perhaps start off on a fresh footing uh, with some new ideas in my back pocket. <laughs> so uh, that's um, that's just to introduce this week's episode. Um, I wanted to just let you know that as as I'm recording this, uh, it's it's been a beautiful wet week in in Johannesburg. Um, it's not cold, so it's this uh, rainy weather that just uh, keeps the, the temperature down, but um, it's really very, very pleasant. Today, in fact, um, a friend of mine invited um, our knitting group, the, the knitting group I think I may have mentioned before, the one that we, we have on a, a little WhatsApp group that meets every Wednesday. She invited us around to her house for a, a little brunch in her garden. Now, this is the first time that the four of us have actually met since before lockdown in March. And um, it's for one of the ladies, it was actually the first time she'd even been out you know, anywhere. And I've only been out a couple of times uh, socially, um, obviously had to nip to the shops for things. But it's been a very quiet time for all four of us. And um, for various reasons, we've sort of kept in, you know, indoors, out of circulation. And this time we decided uh, that we were going to brave it <laughs> and be outside uh, in the garden where there's no um, danger of sort of um, catching anything from each other. If if by chance one of us were carrying anything, um, but uh, I'm sure that's not the case. We're all very careful. Um it was lovely because we arrived at my friend's house at 10.30. She has a beautiful garden um, that she's sort of allowed to go a little wild since they moved into the house several years ago. And so, um, whereas before, she said when it, when she moved in, it was a sort of a, a fairly plain kind of, uh, it's an old, old-fashioned house uh, with a tennis court, which is typical of some of the very old houses in Johannesburg, tennis court and a pool. Um, but when they moved in, the house itself was was sort of set in a very open garden where you could see the tennis court and the swimming pool from the the, the patio. Um, but she uh, she's she's a, an artistic person and she likes things to sort of go a little wild and follow their own direction. And so when she moved into the house, um, she and her husband agreed that they could put in some plants around the swimming pool and around the tennis court. And then, of course, those plants have grown wild and huge over the, over the years, with the result that um, she's kept little passageways through the, the shrubbery, you know, from the from the lawn area through to the tennis court and through to the swimming pool and 
then you've got another big bushy area behind the swimming pool which sort of reaches down um, into the lawn area and then it goes right down to the bottom of the garden where you've got um, big trees and she has created a sort of a little grotto there it's really beautiful a paved area with table and chairs but it's completely under very tall trees and she's got uh, these sort of creeping vines that grow everywhere so you have to climb through it's lovely it's just it you know it tickles my sense of of um nostalgia I suppose because it really is like a secret garden uh, but what particularly I, I enjoyed was that lots and lots of bird life so we were sitting there under the trees in the semi-shade with the sunlight just dappling through on the table but lots and lots of birds above us um, and most prolific were the go-away birds they are um, what used to be called the grey lurie and in Afrikaans, it's called the queer fool. And that's because uh, the sound it makes is something like queer. <laughs> it's really um, a very typical uh, Johannesburg or Highfelt kind of bird sound. So I wanted to say a big shout out to um, those of you who have shared the podcast with your friends and family. Um, I've had some great feedback and it's really been lovely to hear from individual members how uh, people have responded to to the interviews that I've I've had and of course um, we've had quite a variety because I started off in the beginning covering some of the um, uh, the sort of the, the nuts and bolts of Nutter Square how opening days work uh, how the forum is constructed um, you know the, the various aspects and Rebecca Price gave us a, um, a discussion of how the the knit along worked um, so all of those. Oh, and then, of course, we had lots of interviews with uh, some of the local volunteers like Wandi and Lindy and Viv and Bongi. Um, and um, those uh, of us who have sort of been on more of the distribution and communication side. So that would be Rhonda, Estelle and Athelay and Liz. Um, but uh, I, I just really wanted to to thank those of you who have uh, shared pod, shared podcast episodes that have particularly touched you, um, and especially uh, I wanted to mention Karen Gordon because she was on episode fourteen, I believe, and um, she shared her podcast interview with her mom and her best friend and people that her knit and natter group, and all of them came back with really positive feedback, and I think what touched them most was. The passion and the knowledge with which she spoke about her knitting, because obviously it's a hobby that she's had for so many years and become really, really good at. But of course, when you when not everybody in your family or your friendship group does knit and knit for charity, you, you tend not to talk about it maybe as much as you would. And when you have a free platform to express yourself, suddenly um you do so and other people are rather amazed at you know how much you do and you know how much you know which I think is lovely so thank you uh, Karen for sharing that and uh, for letting me know how uh, you you know the response that you've had from people that's really great of course um we've we've had uh, other overseas members on the podcast as well and I think of um Millie Cass with her lovely description of her olive farm and um the the interview I did with Karen also covered her ideas about um, getting wool and um, other little 
uh, sew on items and things from from eBay and other places like that. Um, so it's it's been really fun to chat to to overseas guests. And what I want to say at this point, because we're going to be breaking over sort of November, December, and probably a little bit of January, is just please give a little bit of thought to coming on the podcast, because um, I've I've sort of wanted to uh, get people on, but it's not always easy to know who to reach out to and I know not everybody's that au fait with um, technology and I don't want to put anybody under any pressure but um, there are others of you who are probably itching to get on and have your say Um, certainly if I were given a free well previous to this if I had been given a free reign to to jump on a podcast and share my passion I would have jumped at the opportunity so I'm sure there are many of you out there who would just um, enjoy having a, a chance to share and just bearing in mind that everybody's story is so unique and um you know, no matter where knitting fits into your life or how you started or, you know, what what part of knitting, crocheting, sewing up squares, being part of a group or whatever it is, you know, is, is particularly special to you. That is all um, very relevant, I think, to our members. And then, of course, just the facts of your life, you know, how, how you've um, or where you live and uh, how you interact with your friends and if you if you do have particular challenges in your life, how you've overcome those or how you are continuing to sort of battle them and keep a positive attitude, whatever your story may be, um, just bear in mind that your um, what what you have to share can really encourage or inspire or help other members who are listening. Um, it's never it's never just something um that is is not of interest to other people. There's always someone out there who's really going to get benefit from that. And if you do come on the podcast, um, we can chat about what areas you want to cover. So there's no pressure of sort of being interrogated. I hope I hope nobody ever feels like that, <laughs> because what what my aim is really just to give other give our members the opportunity to. Um, let their voice be heard, let their uh, stories be told, and for us to get to know each other that much better by, you know, just being able to speak um, on a podcast. So that's uh, a, a little about um, about my plans for next year. Um, and then just to say, one of the people I've wanted to get on this season um, onto the podcast is Gloria Grandi, who's the editor of our snippets. And um, she's she's great fun. I mean, I've emailed her a lot and she's she just has such a lovely uh, tone in her emails and um, is, is, of course, a, a dedicated Knitter Square member. And um, so but, but of course, COVID got in the way and there have been other health issues and she was on holiday um, for a couple of months in the latter part of this year. So it's it's not been possible, although she has said to me she's very keen to come and come on the podcast next year um but uh you know I'm, I'm hoping that i can chat to her about the the snippets magazine but also the knitter square song which you may not be aware of but she and her brother and members of her family put the song together it's been on the website for years and you can you can um access it from the uh, facebook page i believe but because it's it's such a f- firm favorite of mine, I really think it's such a clever song 
and the words are really good. I'm actually going to play it uh, now on the podcast for those of you who have not heard it. <laughs> um, and please listen to the words carefully because they are, as I say, very clever. Uh, they really do communicate the essence of Knitter Square. And um, uh, I just think it's a it's it, it's lovely to keep playing that song just to remind ourselves of the lovely, cozy family that we are at Knitter Square. Now, just to say that I have got permission from Gloria's brother to uh, play the song on the podcast. And um, you can find it, as I said, on the website or on Facebook if you want to hear it again or play it for somebody else or share it because it's it's easy to share. Oh, and uh, talking about sharing, uh, do remember to um, share the podcast using the share buttons on whatever podcast player you're using, whether you're using the one on the website, on the podcast page, or on whichever podcast app you are uh, using on your smartphone, because um, the share buttons just make it that much easier. They capture the link plus the description, and you can send that to your friends in an email or via Facebook, Twitter, um, or just on WhatsApp. Um, and it's... it's um, it's an easy way for them to click the link and, and get straight straight through to the, the episode of the podcast. So, um, as I say, here comes the Knitter Square song. from around the world who has come to the aid of the many orphaned and vulnerable children in South Africa by sending squares to be made into blankets, a huge thank you to you. If you are someone who would like to help but aren't sure how, please visit our website to see how easy it is. Just make an 8-inch square or several and mail them to this address. So if you've got needles, some needles and a ball of yarn, help make someone a blanket, keep that someone warm. 
you could help a cold and lonely child from the comfort of your own home. Just knit an 8 inch square and send it to knitasquare.com. 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 As you heard in the song, um, literally all you have to do to contribute to Knit a Square is submit an 8-inch square, which is a 20-centimeter by 20-centimeter square. Um, of course, uh, it really doesn't matter what pattern you use in your square. If you want to do um, a garter stitch or a, a sort of a ribbed pattern or some kind of a moss stitch, um, color, color knitting, texture knitting, plus, of course, crochet, uh, and I just want to say um, that the Knitter Square website has lots and lots of patterns on the site for different kinds of squares. Um, you can get ideas from photographs of different um, things that people have made, especially the picture, the, the picture patterns, like the, the lovely put on a happy face pictures, the flower patterns, ships and robots and fish and birds and stars. And it just has, have been so many lovely lovely squares contributed by our members many of which um, you can find as patterns in the in the pattern book uh, you can also find patterns of patterns for beanies and hand warmers and soft toys uh, which are always a firm favorite um, and we try to, to include toys whenever we get to a distribution because of course um, the children particularly love the toys it's the it's the part that particularly at um, makes them happiest is to have their own cuddly toy but the blankets are extremely um, important for keeping the children warm and as Liz pointed out on our last episode um, it's really a security blanket for children who've been through tough times it's something that um, holds more than uh, the potential to keep them warm it really is something they can cuddle up with and feel that um, the world is not such a difficult place difficult place um, we've had squares contributed from all sorts of places over the years and some of the the places really are, are worth mentioning again you know we, we've had a, a, a number of schools a, an immense number of schools in fact that have taken knitting for charity on as sort of a social action project and they like to um, participate with Knitter Square because they can really see from the website that the squares do get made into blankets and do reach the children that they're intended for. Uh, we've also had um, people on passenger liners, <laughs> tourists who've sort of been crossing the ocean and done some knitting as part of their their um, relaxation. We've had US Marines on um, ships out in the ocean Knitting to keep themselves uh, busy, you know, occupied during their spare time. We've had um, people, doctors and gynecologists putting knitting into their waiting rooms to keep, um, well, to, to give patients something to do while they're waiting between, um, you know, having a procedure done and getting results or whatever. Uh, and people in uh, care homes um, doing therapy um, in hospitals. Uh, church groups obviously are a big uh, 
contingents of, of the people that, that donate squares. And then, of course, thousands of people around the world, individuals knitting on their own in the you know, pr- privacy of their own homes, just enjoying the, the, the comfort of being able to do some knitting and know that they're doing it for a good cause. So, um, you know, we, we just have such a wonderful community. And of course, just being part of a community uh, is a special thing in itself. I think that's where the Square Circle Forum just comes into its own. If you haven't yet visited uh, the Square Circle Forum, please do so because um, it's a big part of who we are. Uh, You'll find it on the website www.knit-a-square.com. The Square Circle Forum is where all our members post pictures of what they're doing. They'll share um, little funny stories and news and um, that's where the discussions of all the distributions and the opening days and um, finances and all that thing kind of thing is uh, displayed for members to see. So please go across there and have a look. And um, as always, uh, visit us on Facebook and share um, news and pictures that, that inspire you and we'll get the message out to more and more people. Um, now, as we draw into the end of the year, I just encourage you, this podcast will be off the air for a couple of months, but I really um, encourage you to look, do a search and find some other knitting podcasts to listen to. Um, I know that there's some very good ones out there and uh, particularly the ones that, um, you know, where, where people are sort of just trying out new projects and discussing what they're up to and perhaps doing some charity knitting themselves. I find them very inspiring, but they're also quite um, informative. You can learn a lot about knitting styles and how to cope with knitting glitches. And um, I've learned a lot about different kinds of yarn and needles and patterns and all sorts of things. Um, But of course, part of the pleasure is just being able to sit and knit while you listen to other other people sitting and knitting. Um, It's a sense of togetherness, which is which is lovely. I enjoy it. Um, so that's that and uh, I will be back with you in January I expect look out on the blog for at least on the my blog which is that warm fuzzy feeling where I'll post news of of when the podcast is back on the air Um, and in the meantime if you haven't listened to all 16 episodes uh, including the pilot episode well plus the pilot episode because I think that's how we did it pilot episode was episode naught um, if you haven't listened to those, please go back and do so. They're all there for you to to access, and you'll be able to, um, you know, get some more um, knitting knitting time in with some lovely KAS uh, company <laughs> and used to keep you company. So that's all from me, and this is Leanne Hunt casting off. You can find show notes at www.knit-a-square.com slash kas-podcast. Please tell your friends about this podcast if you've enjoyed it, and you can share links on Facebook, Twitter, and wherever your knitting friends congregate. Together, we are bringing hope to South Africa's vulnerable children, one square at a time.